welcome to the Words of Grace podcast, where we seek to clarify, amplify, and apply the Sunday morning sermon at Grace Community Church. From time to time, we'll address other topics. We hope these podcasts help you press the Word of God into your everyday life. Good afternoon. Today is March the 20th, and we're here for our Words of Grace podcast. Good afternoon, Justin. Hello, Scott. How are you doing? I'm well. Good. We, we missed last week, yes. didn't we? Spring break. Your spring break. Yeah, that's true. My kids. Well, really, let's rephrase that. My kids' spring break. Yeah. I had a, I had a teenager ask me Sunday at church, did you have a good spring break? I'm like, I don't take spring break. Yeah. Well, you're an empty nester now, you yeah. know. I guess. Did you take them when you had kids in the house? In my day, Justin. Oh no! <laughs> did I start? I, don't know. I had that. I I did that this past week. I think I started with my. Oh, it was about medicine. Yeah. My kids are complaining. I'm like, it didn't taste like bubble gum when I had medicine. In my day, yeah, yeah. I uh, started well, that. Yes, it was spring break last week. You were gone yes. with your with your family, yeah. and I was here, but we did not do a Words of Grace. That's right. Podcast. That's right. So we are back on track. Good to be with you. Yes, good to be with you too. Um, so I want to talk a little bit, of course, like we normally do about the sermon on Sunday. You were in Second uh, Peter, or not Second Peter, First Peter, chapter two. That's right. There's where the two comes. And but I'll, before that, I want to talk about what's happening this upcoming Sunday. Yeah, the 29th. So yeah. uh, we've got uh, something happening uh, coming up. Uh, it's 26. 26. The 26th. Yes. Sunday I'm telling night. you, I'm a little fuzzy today from <laughs> spring break. Obviously. Yeah, you need a but, break. Yeah, but tell break. But tell us a little bit about what's happening Sunday. Yeah, Sunday night, the 26th. This coming Sunday night, we're going to have um, come back together that evening at six o'clock for songs and testimonies yep. about the goodness and greatness of God. We're calling it "Great Is His Faithfulness." Mm-hmm. Um, it is a combination of things. It, okay. so it, it lands at a good time to talk about God's faithfulness uh, in our church and toward our church for 30 years. This yeah. is our 30th year as a congregation. And so there'll be a little bit of that. Um, but also, it's it's just a testimony night. It's a yeah. great night and singing night. It's a great night to come together. Mm-hmm. Many people at Grace have said, you know, wouldn't it be great if we could periodically come together on Sunday night to sing, which we have done. Right. But we want to do that again. I personally have, have wanted to hear testimonies. I yeah. love to hear what the Lord is doing in people's lives, how they're growing, uh, how they're experiencing God's grace. And that's a very a very encouraging thing for me to hear. I think it will be for our church. So for all of those reasons, we decided a couple uh, months ago that we were going to do this this coming Sunday night. So what is it? We're going to sing mm-hmm. some songs. And we're going to share testimonies. Great. It's not a sermon preaching night unless there aren't any testimonies. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll, I'll have Scott's a, got something in his back pocket. I'll have a sermon tucked in the, in the Bible. No, yeah. um, but no, I, there will be people sharing. Yeah. And and here's the thing: it's going to be open mic. <laughs> <laughs> what are you? You're laughing. Why? Because I know that may frighten you a little bit. No, well, I'm just kidding. So years ago, yeah, you said this has been part of our history. It was a part of our history yeah. uh, years ago when we were small. When we were a much smaller church, yeah. we would uh, finish a book study, uh-huh. and then we would open up a Sunday uh, where people would come and uh-huh. talk about things that they had received from the Word during that study. Uh-huh. And they were always beautiful days. I mean, yeah. we would we would 
take the whole Sunday morning. Uh, so like that means if you like plowed through the book of First Corinthians, that's right. People would come back and say, "What what did the Lord teach me?" And on that day yeah. after the sermon series and whatever the book was, yes, they would say, yeah. "The Lord taught me this. I saw this. This happened in my life." Yeah. As a result of what we had been working through in the mm-hmm. Bible. Yeah. And they were always great Sundays and wonderful, yeah. powerful testimonies, very encouraging. Um, so this is a little bit like this. It's yeah. not necessarily related to a book study we're in, although somebody could come and talk about John or they could talk about First Peter right. because that's where we've been most recently. Um, but we're going to open it up to uh, to people. Of course, we'll have to cut it off at a certain time. We have to uh, finish the night and get the kids out of childcare and all that. But um, but as but as long as we have time and as long as people want to share, mm-hmm. we're going to do that. And then I do put a little, I do put some parameters around it. Mm-hmm. I, I did that previous and yeah. everybody responded well, but basically it's this, you have one minute yeah, or less, mm-hmm. one minute or less. And it has to be on track and on target because if you start rambling and you go past one minute, I'm going to take the microphone away yeah. <laughs> and say, sorry, time's up. See, there's a thing up, up in our sound booth that's called a mute button <laughs> and we can easily. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, and there's also a, a big pole with a, with a hook on the end of it, a crook on the end of it. We'll just pull you off stage. <laughs> Um, so, so really what I'm encouraging people yeah. to do, and some are going to hear this and I would yeah. say just come Sunday night, um, one minute or less yeah. on how you have experienced the faithfulness of God in your life recently mm-hmm. or while you've been at grace. Yeah. Those, that's what we're going to do. So it'll be fun. Yeah, that's great. We'll look forward to the, for, to that night again, 6 PM. In the worship hall. In correct? the worship hall, six p.m. Yep. We'll have some dessert, light dessert, some cookies and, and drinks afterwards yeah. uh, um, in the gathering hall. But yeah. in the in the worship hall is where we're going to meet. Good. So uh, look forward to that, and you know uh, all my community group leaders know. But you know, invite your community group to come. That's and right. If you got a men or women's small group, invite them to come. And yeah, invite a neighbor. Sure. Invite a neighbor. Absolutely, to come and be a part of this. Yeah. It'll be a great time to hear about God's faithfulness. Sing together. Uh, be a great time to do yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk a little bit about First Peter chapter two. So, give us a, a little bit of an overview. You started in verse four. Yeah. When you read, and you, you went through verse ten. Yeah. But give us a little bit of an overview of your sermon. So, if you're listening to the podcast, I would say grab a Bible and mm-hmm. open up to First Peter two verses four through ten. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful section on uh, what we become when we come to Christ. Mm-hmm. And so that's the way it starts. When you come to Christ, as you come to Christ, coming to Christ, this is what happens. Mm -hmm. And uh, what happens is we become God's people. Right. And Peter describes God's people in numerous ways. Mm -hmm. Uh, 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 A royal priesthood, a holy nation, a chosen people, Mm -hmm. um, and the house, a spiritual house. So all these ways that God's people are described uh, in this passage, that's what we become as God's people. Yeah. Uh, and then coming to Christ, becoming these things, we also uh, carry out a function. Mm-hmm. And the two functions that he mentions specifically in this passage are one, that we offer sacrifices to God. That's our ministry to, to God. Mm-hmm. And I was really trying to stress that yeah. many people think that, that, um, that somehow worship and the exaltation of God and offering ourselves to God is not really a ministry. It's, it, but it is. Yeah, it is. The, the church exists for God. Right. All things exist for God. Do you feel like that's maybe, Scott, some of the, the feeling of I have nothing to give to God. And so it feels like I don't want to go there because I don't really have anything to give to him and he doesn't need me. And 
But maybe, even though it's true that we yeah, minister to him, yeah, you know, maybe that's maybe that's the case, or um, or or maybe we're just I don't know, maybe we're just so, you know, everything has to be utilitarian. It has to yeah. serve. It has to serve some um, predictable, right. identifiable purpose. You know, when you worship God, you say, "Well, okay, I worship God," but what what was the impact of that? And you say, "Well, well God was happy." Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, and we're called to glorify him. That's right. right. I mean, yeah. God's God's pleasure is good for us. He yeah. he he wants his church to be in fellowship with him. Yeah. So we good. offer sacrifices. God, we explained what yeah. some of what those are: praise, prayer, offering mm-hmm. ourselves, and then we do have an, an outward expression uh, uh, to the world where we mm-hmm. proclaim the excellencies yeah. of of God as He has called us out of darkness and in, into the light. Yeah. So that that was the whole, and of course, in the middle of all that is yeah. the description of Jesus Christ being the cornerstone. Yeah, which is you great. know, being the beginning stone, the foundation stone, the yeah. organizing stone, the 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 one who begins our yeah. faith, the one our faith is rests on, the one we are unified as the church around. He's the cornerstone, which really defines our purpose. That's right. right. It's all centered around Christ. Yeah, um, it was really good. Um, the you know, the thing that I always appreciate about uh, your preaching at Grace, and it's helped me when I open the Bible and read it, um, and it's been helpful to me since being a part of Grace, is that it was right at the beginning you, you said it, but it was, you know, we, we come to or we present sometimes Jesus in an individualistic way, mm-hmm. which is true. I mean, we have to make a personal decision to follow mm-hmm. Christ, but yet we forget sometimes that this is about a congregation. Mm-hmm. It's about the body of Christ mm-hmm. coming in. And that's been so helpful to me, just mm-hmm. being at grace. of mm-hmm. When I open the Bible, this is about the body, the people of God coming together. That's right. And again, it's not to say that there isn't an individualistic response, mm-hmm. but that it is the body of Christ coming together. Yeah. So that was, that was really, really helpful, uh, a good reminder at the beginning of the sermon. The question I want to talk about, Scott, has to do with us serving God's purpose and mm-hmm. even kind of talking about what we just said about Jesus being the cornerstone. Mm-hmm. At the end of the sermon, you kind of mentioned that that we can, if we're not careful, you know, we can drift from that purpose. Mm-hmm. And and you, you kind of mentioned in that same sentence that I mean, there's a lot of ways we can drift from this. Mm-hmm. I just don't have time to go there. Mm-hmm. And I could tell even in the sermon, you're like, not like you wish you maybe had more mm-hmm. time to go there, but man, there's so many ways that we can drift from that purpose. Yeah. Could you kind of elaborate on that a little bit of yeah. how you see that temptation, how we can drift away from that purpose, okay. Jesus being our cornerstone? Was that was that in the section where I mentioned uh, we, we can make it either institutional or Correct. individualistic? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I think what I was driving at there uh, is that we need to we need to be careful that when we read a passage like what we did on Sunday Mm -hmm. and um, we're having described for us what it means when we come to Christ and become the people of God. Yeah. Words like he is a living stone, uh, like we are living stones, like Mm -hmm. we are being built up, like we are offering sacrifices to God. We are declaring his excellencies. So if you think about those phrases, you get the, sense that the people of God, the church of God is alive, Mm -hmm. that life is happening among us, Mm -hmm. that, that out of that things are coming out of us to God and as a witness in the world. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's alive. Yeah. And also it's bigger than us. It's Mm -hmm. bigger than the individual. So 
With that in mind, you can see that we could, if we're not careful, make the church uh, more institutionalized. In other words, we could start to think of the church as an organization that just exists in order to keep existing. Right. Like we're just going through the the organizational uh, uh, methods and and going steps. through the motions. Yeah. yeah. To 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 keep the thing going. Yeah. But you have to ask. But to what end? Right. You know, to what end? It's and almost is, like an organization without its purpose. Yeah. Is there life yeah. there? Yeah. Or is it just, well, we got everything structured and all the money's coming in and the doors are open and okay, we're good. Right. But but we're a spiritual house for God. Yeah. God dwells with us. Mm-hmm. So there is an institutional nature to it. There's an organizational nature to it. But we're right. not just institutionalized. We don't right. want to be that. We yeah. want to be a living organism. Yeah. You know, I, I think I said at one point in the sermon too that every error usually has a little bit of truth. Right, yeah. So... There's an error of becoming institutionalized. Right. But the truth is, we are an organization. Right, yeah. All right? So we got to keep that tension there and then say, but to what end so that we can function as an organism. Right. A living thing Mm -hmm. for the glory of God. And that requires prayer in the spirit and faith and dedication to God and love. These are the things you see. Mm, Yep. So that's how we might move in that direction is becoming overly institutionalized that we have no life in us. We're just trying to keep the institution running. Yep. Uh, and then I think I said individualistic. Yes, we can we can err there as well. We can kind of drift there too in thinking that the church is the way I want it to be. Okay. That the church is what I want for the church. Mm-hmm. And so it's my individual experience of it that, that really is the ultimate thing that matters. Hmm. And that can, so there's a, the, the element of truth there is that I'm an individual follower of Jesus who comes into the body of Christ mm-hmm. and physically gathers with the congregation. But the error is that it's, a, it's for me. Right. That it's the way I need it to be, the way I want it to be. Right. And the, the, the way that goes wrong then is we begin to, we begin to, to look for the church that doesn't exist, mm-hmm. the one that's perfect for me. Yeah instead of receiving the church as the body of Christ that I get grafted into. Right. And now I can serve. Yeah. And so we don't want to go there. But yeah. What we want to say is, is we come as individual followers of Christ mm-hmm. into the body of Christ and we bring to it mm-hmm. what the gifts, the services, um, the, the resources, the responsibilities, the love, the prayer that God has put in us to bring to it, mm-hmm. to serve it. Mm-hmm. So it's not institutionalized. It's not individualistic. Yeah. It's an organism and it's the body of Christ. Yeah. yeah. The way I, I don't know if this I don't know, it helps me as you're talking about it. When I think about, you know, the organization and, and drifting into that error is yeah. that it's about the name on the side of the building. Right. Yeah. And then maybe if it's individualistic, it's about me. Mm-hmm. And rather, if it's Jesus, the cornerstone, and again, does our name still on the side of the building? Well, yeah. I mean, we still have to be organized, but Jesus is the cornerstone. That's right. And am I part of the church? And do I need to think about some things about how I get discipled and grow in my faith here as an individual? Yes. But the goal is Jesus. Yes. And and it, it's interesting, Scott, you talk a lot about uh, throughout your preaching at Grace about the self-hyphenated sins. Mm-hmm. And, and we can easily still make it about self, mm-hmm. even after coming to Christ. Our flesh can 
kick in and we can think, okay, this is all about me mm-hmm. and it's about me. And well, that's the, that's the fight. <laughs> that's the fight. That's the fight. Yeah. 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 Um, it was a great sermon. The, the one other question I'd have in relation to what you just said, you, you mentioned around the same time about how we can return to this purpose, uh-huh. how we can renew our love for Christ and mm-hmm. how we can protect the church. How would you encourage us as a congregation to protect against those two mm-hmm. faults? Mm-hmm. How would you encourage us to protect that? Yeah, uh, but we need to be constantly in prayer, devoted mm-hmm. to prayer for the work of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to bring spiritual life, okay. a renewal of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would include repentance of sin mm-hmm. that leads to life. This was the message of Acts. Yep. Uh, that God would grant repentance that leads to life. Yeah. Uh, that would include faith, mm-hmm. uh, trusting God's work and promises, His Word. It would include truth. It would include remembering that, that truth is living, mm-hmm. it's active, uh, that it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it would include personal uh, yeah. engagement in repentance. Um, it would include ministry among each other. You see, this mm-hmm. is the way, if, if we as individual Christians will, will catch a vision of who we are as the body of Christ, the things that Peter has said, and then if we as individual Christians will begin praying and, and asking for personal renewal in our lives, and then if we will enter into the life of the congregation and bring that with us, then we can help prevent, we can help protect the mm. church from becoming these, these, this individualistic thing where everybody's mm. vying for their own, um, their own way and their own vision or overly institutionalized that we're just mm-hmm. a dead organization. Yeah. That's one way. Yeah. And then I think corporately, uh, when we come together, if we will seek the Lord. Yeah. If the Word of God will stay central. Yeah. Yeah. There's power there yep. if we will if we will remember that worshiping God is a good thing. Mm-hmm. If we will pray for the power of the Spirit, if we will be open to people who come to us to disciple for for discipleship. Yeah, uh, you know if we if we won't be afraid of of uh, of of sharing the gospel and yeah. and, and uh, if if we won't worry about you know not being understood or being um, marginalized or ignored yeah. or ridiculed or persecuted. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. You know, we, we belong to God and right. we're going to pursue his purposes. So if we'll do that, I think the Holy Spirit can use us to protect against, you know, becoming yeah. other things than what God made us to be. Yeah, which, you know, I think is, is something that, you know, I know that you have fought for and the elders have at this church for 30 years, which is we're going to have the Bible be the central thing that pulls us together. Because mm-hmm. I think as we talk about drifting from the purpose— Man, yeah. you take the Bible out, and it's real easy to drift, yeah. right? And that's why it, totally. we keep where it else, central. Where else would we know of the cross of Christ? Where right. else would we know of the deity of Christ? Right. Where else would we know of the incarnation, yeah. the resurrection? Yeah, you're not going to find it anywhere. It's not. You're not going to find that anywhere else yeah. than than the Scripture. Yeah. Uh, in fact, go back to Peter, First um, Peter two. He yeah. said, "As it stands in Scripture, right? Yeah. Behold, I lay in Zion yeah. a stone, a, a cornerstone, precious and chosen." As it stands in Scripture, yeah. So when Peter is talking about the cornerstone, Jesus Christ, he's using Scripture. He's going back to the Old Testament, yeah. As it stands in Scripture, yeah. And we don't. We should never think that 
that uh, that the Word of God, the Bible, Scripture is. We use those three those three yeah. things to mean the same thing. We should never, you know, assume that that's dead and dry and yeah. you know just intellectual and academic and all that. There's life. Yeah. You know, the Bible is life. Yeah. And and it, and that doesn't mean we're ignoring the spirit. The spirit inspired the Bible. Right. <laughs> so, it speaks through the word. Yes. Yes. Yeah. When you when you open the Bible, you're listening to the voice of the spirit of God. Yeah. So it's life. Yeah. There. Which is so true because if you remove the Bible, then you are a dead organization yeah. as yeah. a church. You That's know, you right. Have its purpose, and if you don't have the Bible central, then it's easy to make it just about you. That's right. Right. That's right. I, I don't know. Yeah, great question because we got off on the scripture there. I didn't know we were going to go there, but well, that's good. Uh, hope that's helpful. Yeah. 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 Well, great sermon on Sunday, and we'll be back in First Peter. That's right. Um, and chapter two, I'm assuming, continuing yeah. on, and Picking then remember, yeah. 26th, which is this Sunday. 6 p.m., Worship Hall. We'll be singing and sharing testimony. Yep. Um, it'll be a great time. We look yep. forward to it. Thanks. All right. Thanks.